Well, hello, EKN Nation. Welcome to a new edition of our face-to-face show here on the EKN YouTube channel and Facebook page. My name is Rob Howden. That is David Cole. I got it right. Awesome. Uh, it is a, a late-night show. We don't normally do it this late because it's way past my bedtime. David, I know yours as well. Uh, but 9 o'clock here Eastern time. The reason why we're doing it, one of our guests, of course, coming in from the central uh, time zone. Uh, and again, getting set for what really is an Operation Grassroots edition of our face-to-face. We're talking Briggs 206. It's all about Cup Carts North America with a primary focus on the Canadian division. Gerald Casely joining us here, that Canadian division, uh, lining up for three races, uh, three doubleheader weekends throughout the uh, 2023 summer north of the border. Looking forward to seeing that, that growth continue with CKNA. But Greg Jasperson, uh, the CKNA head, the co-owner, also David joining us. So all 206 tonight. Yeah, we're we're going. Uh, we're pulling the ripcord, and we're we're gonna go. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We haven't talked Briggs in a long time. Uh, you know, we feels like forever since we were at Cup Carts North America Grand Nationals. Uh, what almost now? What six months? So yeah, yeah but almost... I raced one. I raced one like a week and a half ago. So it was good. Brent, I ran, you... I ran Bermuda. Not CK. Oh, yeah, that's right. See, I, yeah, it was out of the country. It doesn't count. <laughs> I'm an international driver now, David. Oh, yes, yes. And a CRG driver at that as well, and too. Now, first, hey, first time I've ever driven a CRG. Raced a CRG. I've, test, I've tested one. I've never yeah. raced a CRG. Beautiful, beautiful. So I'm, now also, so I'm now also the highest finisher ever on a oh, CRG Jesus. from ecardymuse.com. That's false. That's false. That's not false. That's false. Because again, it's out of country. It doesn't count. It's Bermuda. It's a completely different international driver, as I said. Yeah, 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 yeah. CRG Bermuda. Big shout out to David Barbosa and his wife Kelly for the hospitality out there. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, they 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 got a great program going over. Oh, dude, it was such a good time. Again, listen, it's that it's so much part of the Briggs Two Hundred Six program, Operation Grassroots. You know, we're there. I was out there to have a good time. Everybody was out there to have a good time. Yeah, it's competition. Everybody's focused. Very similar to the CKNA Grand Nationals, David. Every time we go there. Everybody's having a great time, smiles all around. Uh, but you know, when the green flag flies, we're still racing. That's it. And but the the difference is a big crowd. You know, you don't really have that at a lot of four cycle races, aside from Rock Island Grand Prix. So you know, just that that that's always a great great time. So maybe next year I'll get to Bermuda and get to join you. You'd love it. You'd love it. Well, listen, let's let's get started here right now. First and foremost, before we bring the guys in, uh, let's just, let's just talk a little bit about the success story. That is the Cup Carts North America program. You look back, it was the 206 Cup at one point, right? They were growing their program, and they've gone from one series to a couple ones. Then they shrunk back up a little bit. Now they have the you know the South Series, the North Series. They launched the Northeast program this year. We're going to talk to Greg Jasperson about that. They just got rolling. The you know the, the Canadian division getting going with Gerald. This program for for 206 racing is really starting to explode. And how about not only the Grand Nationals? But how about the spring nationals as well? That was a massive event this year. You know, we've talked about it year after year over and over how you build karting and it's at the grassroots level. And that's exactly what, you know, the Briggs 206 package has been able to do. Well, when you get done racing at your club, you want to move somewhere. Where do you go? You got to go regional racing. And, you know, that's what Cup Carts North America has been able to do with all the different regions that they have now. Or divisionals that they have and of course the cup cards grand nationals is is just it's the runoffs it's the runoffs of yeah, karting like yep. uh where you bring you know people coming in from all over the united states even from canada and bermuda and from other places around the world so it's um it's it's encompassed everything because again it doesn't you could be out of the back of your pickup truck or you could have the 50 foot you know hauler 
with 20 go-karts, it doesn't matter because everybody's racing together the same package and it all boils down to, again, chassis and driver. Yeah, indeed, folks. Listen, if you're tuning in right now and you got some questions, feel free to drop them in the comments. That'll come up to us. We'll be able to bring those into the show for sure. Uh, again, it is May the 4th uh, here in 2023. Uh, cup cards. Yeah, that's it. May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Very good. Uh, again, Gerald Casing and Greg Jasperson joining. Let's bring the guys in. Let's bring Gerald in. I can bring them both in right now, I guess, to get yeah. things underway. Gerald, Greg, thank you so much for joining us, guys. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks. So, uh, Gerald, you were the guy that came down south. You know, you've been you've been in four cycle racing forever. Let's let's put it that way. You've been around a long time. You own a track uh, out in the east part of Canada. When I ran the Canadian Grand Nationals in 2013, so 10 years ago, you built my motor for me. Actually, was actually we pulled it right out of the box. Let's not even say we built it. I think you went over. You went through the carburetor for me. Yeah, that's sure it. it right. Set the float. That's, that's exactly right. Set the float. Yeah. And, and we went racing. So you've been around this for a long time. Now, you've been in Canada. You had your own track, as we know. Your son raced. Uh, speaking of CRGs, you were a CRG guy for, for a lot of years. What was it? Let's just start with this. What was it when you were seeing this down south? You're like, man, I need to bring CKNA up to Canada. Let's just start with the motivation there. Well, I always wanted something that was for the four-cycle guy. Like, standalone four-cycle race. And... Uh, thought about putting something together myself and then I, I ventured down to Florida and I went to one of their uh, Winter Nationals in uh, Jacksonville and <clears throat> talked to Greg a little bit and stood around and watched for for the, the weekend and it was like the culture man like it was neat it was like all four cycle guys and and uh, you know they were all talking and sharing stuff and I thought yeah this this is this to me this is what four cycle is out of the back of your pickup with a pop-up tent, uh, you know, no really big teams. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I fell in love with the culture that they had, and, and uh, you know, we talked a lot. and We did our last year, and we're, yeah. we're waiting to do it again this year. And so, Gerald, just to give people that don't know, north of the border, of course, I've raced up here many years when I first started back in the 90s, but it, there's never been a four-cycle-only series. Now, there's a couple clubs like that, Waterloo, where I started being one of them, a four-cycle club, but – all the regional racing north of the border is two cycle and four cycle together. Like you said, your concept was like, let's do what CKNA is doing. Let's have a, a two cycle, I mean, a, a four cycle only series. And that's something obviously, hey, it's a success story, right? You're going to obviously going to start growing a lot of roots up in Canada, but you know for sure that it works based on what's happened down here in the, in the States. Oh, oh, for sure. Like Charlotte this year, 386 entries, all four cycle. Like, yeah. and, and out of that, 52 Canadians. Yeah. Like, you know, the 52 Canadians came all that way to race four cycle. And yeah, and, and that's it. At your own club, you may have three or four guys to race with. You can come to CKNA and there's 30 guys in your class. So whether you're 17th or 20th or, or six, you have somebody to race with. Let's set uh, the stage, folks. For, for those of you tuning in, here are the three uh, races on the on the year for the Canada Division of CKNA. Uh, they're going to run in uh, Three Rivers, Karting Trois Rivar on June the 9th, 10th, 11th. Uh, then July 7th, 8th, and 9th, uh, Lombardi Raceway. And then the uh, iconic Goodwood Karting on August 4th, 5th, and 6th. Those are the three events. Uh, let's get things underway uh, and start just with the, the weekend schedule. Gerald, how you guys how do you guys are you going to run it, the weekend uh, schedules? Friday's practice day, uh, you know, five practices at least, maybe six if we squeeze them in. Uh, Saturday, we do uh, qualifying or practice qualifying, two heats and a final. 
And on Sunday, it's it's we 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 back it up a little bit where we do practice, qualifying, one heat and one final. But the heat and the final are longer. And by doing it that way, it allows us to uh, get the racer out of there at a decent time on Sunday and on their way home. We we, we try to get done at three three thirty in the afternoon, get podiums over with, everybody tear down and, and, and still you know be at home in order to get to work on Monday morning. That's it, right? That's the interesting thing about it. So, there's so many, especially when you're in Ontario, there's so many racers that are concentrated, right? Not a lot of people are running, you know, coming up from down from Sudbury or whatever. Everybody, at least in Ontario, is within probably two, three hours of any of the racetracks. Um, uh, obviously, Goodwood being so close to Toronto, the same thing. Quebec is a little bit different. Um, anything new for 2023 for CKNA Canada? Well, we're doing three races instead of two, so that's that's new. Uh you know, it, it's a six-race championship this year. Uh, the hybrid system, uh, the other new thing for Canada is we, we pretty well went 99% uh, cup cart rules where we went to the red tire, uh, you know, their track width, their rule book. Uh, the only difference, kind of difference for us is uh, we have junior light here in Canada where they have two sportsman divisions. We have yeah. sportsman and junior light. Yeah, so, exactly. but other than that, that's, you know, uh, th that's about the, the, the new stuff, you know, lots of talk about uh, people coming and we're expecting good things. Well, a busy night for you. Obviously here we are, you know, we started our show at 10 o'clock. You had a zoom call with your new style, all your staffer this year at eight o'clock. How did that go? How's the motivation? What's the, what's the feel like for everybody that's going to be part of the program this year? Uh, it, it, it's really good. It, it, it's, uh, it's refreshing to, to have a, a, a new staff and uh, all new faces, new, a lot of new faces that people in Cardian haven't seen before. Uh, the, the, the normal, you know, people that we see as race director, well, the race director that we have this year, probably nobody's seen him before. Uh, he comes from a Cardian background. He comes from a, a business background. Uh, you, you know, we our tech people, we have new tech people this year. But keeping with CKNA is Stephen Muir, who is uh, Greg's counterpart down there, uh, and he's the head tech guy for CKNA. He's going to fly in. So we put together everything. We basically copied what they have down there as far as tooling and all that stuff. Uh, so then he can just fly in, do our thing, uh, lead our tech guys. Uh, so, yeah, so we're, we're, we're trying to be more standalone. Last year we had a lot of help from them, which was great. Uh, it wasn't quite as overwhelming as it's probably going to be this year. But <laughs> Greg beside me going, you know, when I'm going like, what are we doing? He's going, that's what we do. That's what yeah. we do. So, but anyway, I, I'm sure it'll be fine. So who is the race director? Uh, Steve McNeil. He's from Halifax. Uh, his son raised go-karts for probably uh, eight, nine years, uh, you know, locally at a club, divisionally and nationally. And then uh, he went on to race legend cars. Uh, he, Steve ran the Legend Series. Uh, he ran Cummings in Eastern Canada for 25 years. Wow, right. uh, so, so and now he's retired and given back, which is you know really good. And that's what we're trying to do with our group of, of uh, staff is we don't pay them enough to send their kids to college. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so we want to make sure that we can have some fun, and, and that's what we're you know trying to do and run, run the show. So. You mentioned uh, so many drivers heading down to the Spring Nationals in Charlotte, uh, that event, 50-something uh, drivers coming from Canada. That, that has to bode well, that there's so many drivers so fired up to get the season underway that they decided to drive 12 hours plus, depending on where they were coming from, to get down to Charlotte. That's something we used to see at the old North American Karting Championship days back in the 90s, where Canadians would come down to that event in November. 
Uh, what is what is the feedback? I, I'm assuming every one of those 50 plus are going to be at the series. What are you thinking? What's the what kind of feedback are you getting? Let's say from the drivers, and let's say from the industry, from the, the shops and the teams as well. Well, the, the drivers loved it. Like it, it, it was actually pretty neat. Uh, kind of reached out to a bunch of them and asked them if they were interested in pitting in the garage, the NASCAR garages in in uh, Charlotte. So what we did is we rented a bunch of garages, and the whole Canadian team basically were within you know eight or ten garages. Uh, wow. So that, that was really cool to have everybody together. We had some pizza on Saturday night. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's just, it, it was awesome. Like 52 drivers, like 52 drivers. That's amazing, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I'm thinking to myself, I'm, I'm looking at the registration going, like, that's great. Like, that's, you know. <laughs> but I told Greg they would come, you know. like I said, the Canadians will come, you know. So, uh, yeah, so it, it, it was great. Well, and any- the big feedback that we got yeah. from a lot of the Canadians at the race too was they were just they were so thrilled to be a part of a program because it, it was different than what they were used to, yeah. um, and a lot of them didn't know what they were getting themselves into, but they kind of took the faith on what they'd heard from some of their other competitors. And I mean, at least I didn't obviously get to talk to everybody, but the, the folks that I got to talk to seemed like they had a really good time. That, that's truly what those races are about. Yeah, indeed, man. You're bringing in people in. Listen, Greg, the Grand National is what it's done over the last couple of years, right? Bringing people in from every corner of the of the country, bringing them down from Canada. I'm assuming we're probably going to start seeing more international drivers come over and want to play as well. We've talked a lot about that. I've talked to a lot of people uh, when I, through my travels that they, you know, you got to get to the Grand Nationals. That's the race. Like in, in every category is jam packed. Whether it's the kid carts, whether it's legends, whatever it may be, it's 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 packed with drivers. Uh, uh, Gerald, so we got all these drivers coming down to Canada. Do you have, do you have a feel for momentum-wise for numbers you might see when things get underway at Three Rivers for the first time? Is there a number you want to hit in terms of entries? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, you know, we did. I think last year for our first race, which was probably rare, I think we did one twenty-seven. I'm thinking conservatively one seventy-five. All right, and maybe we'll top the two. Uh, you know, I, I got a guy, I got a gentleman contacted me from New Zealand who's coming. Nice. Uh, he's going to run a CRG from, uh, or a CRG, poo, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> got him in his that, head. I just caught it in time. Uh, he's actually going to run from PSL, but yeah, he, he's coming from New Zealand to race the cup card. And that is awesome. Yeah, that is it, uh, that's pretty cool. So, uh, I love and, we, and I, I do know we have, I mean, I don't want to name drop, but I, I do know we have one or two drivers for sure, coming to to uh, Goodwood, <laughs> fairly decent drivers, like really top top flight guys. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I I don't want to overshoot it, but I, I think we should be in one seventy five. There, I think we'll be well over two hundred at Goodwood. That's amazing. And if listen, if the father of this driver who potentially could be coming up might be, you know, watching right now or in the comments, he, feel free, feel free to confirm that yeah, your son's coming yeah. to drive. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. It all started in 1994, when former successful kart driver Albino Perilin decided to move his passion for karting from the track to his small workshop. That's when Perilin was born. Fast forward 20 years and Perilin's passion for the sport led to the company rejoining international competitions as a factory team in WSK and CIK FIA races 
with the aim of enhancing the research and development process, immediately achieving notable results around Europe, North America, and Asia, becoming the CIKFIA Asia-Pacific KZ champion in the same year. Parallel USA is North America's source for Parallel products, and we run a factory team at all of the major Supercarts USA and Rock Cup USA events. The Parallel chassis lineup for 2021 includes the Invader Shifter, the Le Mans tag single-speed chassis for junior and senior classes, and a 28mm mini cart for the cadet classes. Parallel has been winning races all over the world. And it's on top of the podium in the USA as well, with drivers like Kai Sorensen, Mateus Arjuela, and Alessandro De Tullio. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a Parolin. For more information, head to ParolinUSA.com. 2023 Supercarts USA season is underway and making history as it heads into its fourth decade. A successful and record-setting Scusa Winter Series began the season in Florida, welcoming over 250 entries in January. Join them for the series finale on February 10th to 12th at the AMR Homestead Miami Motorplex presented by MG Tires. That weekend will serve as the final spring training weekend before the 14th edition of the Supercarts USA Pro Tour begins with the Winter Nationals, making its debut at the Orlando Kart Center on March 31st to April 2nd in Florida. The winter momentum will carry into a return to the Utah Motorsports Campus in Erda, Utah for the Spring Nationals, which are scheduled for June 9 to 11. The Scusa Pro Tour wraps up with a ninth straight visit to the Newcastle Motorsports Park in Newcastle, Indiana for the 14th edition of the Summer Nationals, moved up this year to the July 28 to 30 weekend. You can get all the information you need to compete at any Supercarts USA event or to learn more about their regional programs as well, all at supercartsusa.com. Openfender.com is a way for racers like you to raise money to reach your racing goals. I'm founder Mason Filippi of the world's first motorsports funding platform. As a racer, I know that there's a lot we do behind the scenes before hitting the track. Driving fast, winning races comes after a lot of prep, practice, and let's face it, a lot of money. The good news is that fans and sponsors want you to win. They want to help you and be part of your team. That's why I created OpenFender.com, to get these supporters funding your dreams and getting you across the finish line. In a few minutes, you can set up a profile, share it on your socials, and encourage fans and sponsors to boost your racing. Racers using OpenFender are averaging over $1,000 per campaign. This is money that's buying them parts, paying fees, and getting them to the next level. Join OpenFender now and start funding your performance. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Uh, for, for those who have never been at any of the three racetracks, is, is there a similarity between the three or are they all kind of distinct in their own or maybe two uh, of them are very similar? Kind of talk about like the description of the racetracks themselves. Probably two of them are, are somewhat similar. Uh, Trois Rivières and I mean, similar as, as far as technical goes. Uh, Trois-Rivières and uh, Goodwood are, are both quite technical tracks. Ottawa, on the other hand, it, it's more of a, a, a flowing track, uh, momentum track. Uh, having said that, there's perhaps a surprise coming out of, out of there. We, we, we can't announce anything, but uh, there is some work being done, so you never know. It might be different when we get there. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, uh, we, we like to go to 
to what I call four cycle tracks. Like Goodwood to me is a four cycle track. Trois-Rivières, you know, it's not really draft dependent. I never liked when I, we used to go to the, the national races and you had to be a part of a team in order to qualify good in a draft where, yeah. you, you know, I, I liked where, you know, the privateer could come and he had as much chance as anybody else. So that, that that's kind of what we like to do. And Jared, let's say this, obviously there's going to be a lot of, you know, this, this program is designed primarily for drivers in Canada, right? This is, this is the CKNA uh, Canadian divisional, but obviously an open welcome for any drivers from the South for the U S to come up and, and come to these events, whether it's three rivers or Lombardi, uh, I, I'll throw the, 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 the hook out there for Goodwood, literally one of the most iconic tracks in North America, right? It's been around for many, many years. You go back and look at the old IKF regions, re, region, what region one, I think it was back in the day, Paul Tracy, Scott Goodyear, you know, Terry well, Trader. They, they, had, they, they had, they had the IKF grand nationals there. There you go. Right. Yeah, and it's, yeah. If you look at it, it's very similar to Dousman. It's very similar to <laughs> South Bend as well in yep. terms of the layout. But the top- topography is different. So where South Bend's higher at the top than lower, it's the other way around. But this, yeah. I'm telling you, folks, Goodwood, you will not be disappointed. Such a tremendous racetrack. And again, where it is, very you're what, 20 minutes away from the – or 50 minutes, 20 minutes away from fantastic hotels and lots of restaurants. Yeah. It's a really well-located track as well. Yeah, and and it's not far from the border. Oh, true. Uh, really, and and Quebec is uh, you know Trois-Rivières is not far from the border, and and not really thought of that because you know, and they showed some interest. Uh, uh, the other thing last year that do with it and the 50 inch track with this year we're all the same so i i think that will help with you know a few coming across the border to uh to race yeah we kind of missed that a little bit because of some uh, internet connection but yeah the, the bottom line is with the rule set the same now it's not like they're gonna have to come up and change the rules change the way their body work is that kind of thing right gerald it's all 55 inches now so everybody's gonna be able to you know you're whatever you run in the u.s you're gonna be able to essentially run up in canada as well exactly so, uh, news coming down. Uh, you, I got the email from you. I think we're going to post it up tomorrow. Um, you got a new partnership going on, which is kind of interesting as well. Normally, a lot of the times, we'll see connections with car teams, maybe more focused on national-level racing. Uh, you got to talk a little bit about this new partnership you have with a couple of different racing organizations and, and teams in Canada, in Ontario, to potentially help out some of the young drivers of four-cycle racing, uh, you know, Briggs racing, that may want to move into cars. Yeah, we... we uh... We, we inked a deal with uh, Sport Cup, uh, Russ Bond, and uh, David Klubein, Britain West. Uh, basically, we didn't want to offer, you know, if you win this championship, you get a ride. But we feel there's people in our paddock that's interested in going on to car racing, whether it be to go on as a career or whether it be to go on as a hobby. And uh, I've, I've passed on a couple uh, of, of our drivers here from the Maritimes to, to them programs and they work out really, really, really well. Uh, so we talked and yeah, they, they're going to be our podium sponsor or presenting sponsor. Uh, they're going to bring some of their equipment to the races, talk to some of the racers, you know, uh, anybody that has any questions, that type of thing. Yeah. Two really good guys too. I've known both Russ and, uh, and 
uh, David for probably 20 something years, 25 years. Probably I've known those guys for so at least yeah. Yeah, they've been around a long <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. 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 No. And, 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 and they love the sport. Like they, they just love it. And, and, and that's, you know, that's my deal is I love the sport. I do the carding side of it. Uh, so yeah, so hopefully somebody, I mean, the lucky dog program, that that's a real cool program. That's pretty affordable. Uh, you know, and, and even F sixteen hundred compared to some programs are yeah, you know. great training for sure. Yeah. You're moving up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, so much exciting stuff happening right now for the the Canadian division of of Cup Cards North America. Obviously, we'll get we'll go back and forth and come back to Gerald on that a little bit. And yes, we got a confirmation from Robert Warren that his son Colin Warren's coming up. So let's drop the gauntlet <laughs> yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, coming. Yeah. That, that yeah. Colin Warren, yeah. folks, one of the finest four cycle drivers in North America. Is coming to Goodwood. So uh, challenge up, boys. Man up. It's going to be a good one for sure. Um, let's bring Greg Jasperson. He had rushed home from work to be able to be with us here. The reason why we're having a later show is so it can be 8 o'clock start time central. Uh, Greg, uh, before we dive into a bunch of questions I have, talk about the North Division, <laughs> the South, the Northeast, I just want to get like an over overview. Like every time we kind of pin you down, we kind of want to get the overview. Can you believe what this program has become over the last couple of years? No, um, it's amazing. You know, it's it's funny. Uh, Steve, you know, my partner and I always kind of joke around about it. You know, he, yep. Those of you that know him know he will never. You know, he always is right, um, and he likes to rub it in my face that he always knew that it was going to do this, and I never thought it would quite get this big. And he likes to remind me that he told me from day one that if we did it right, we could get it to do what we're doing with it now. And uh, he he was spot on because I I really do think we've got a solid program. Um, and you know, the, the people that we've met and the racers that we have that follow it are just, they're genuinely good people. And that's why it keeps growing. I think a lot of it too, is, is just about the fact that there was a desire to have this kind of racing for four cycle only Gerald mentioned it, right? How many times, uh, you know, at least in Canada, it's always been two cycle and four cycle. I've said this before. People ask me about my early days of the career when I was racing in the, in the nineties, uh, People, people that were two cycle really respected four cycle. The guys would run both, right? All the, the Deleos, the Chiovides, the top drivers would run Honda and they would run Yamaha or whatever we had, Jika or whatever it was, right? That's what everybody did. They kind of did cross the border. I think a lot of the times it feels sometimes like the two cycle guys look down on four cycle racing a little bit when they really need to realize it's some fantastic racing. So it was, Greg, the four cycle community that was really looking for this. You guys. You guys finally stepped up, put it all together, brought the infrastructure that need, was needed. And then once that happened, the passion for the drivers who run four cycle kind of filled in from you guys and just lifted you guys up. Yeah, you know, I think you're spot on. I think there was there was too large of a divide between the two cycle and the four cycle stuff. And I, you know, everyone's got their theories for why it got there, but it did. Um, and instead of trying to bring everybody to it, everyone always tries to bring everybody together at one event. Yep. Um, and quite frankly, in my opinion, there's just not enough time to do that. Um, you want to, if you're going to get everybody enough track time, you can't run that many classes. So we focused on what we knew best, which was four cycle. Um, and the greatest thing that I've seen now, especially in the last two, three years in grand nationals is a great example of it is the amount of big two cycle names. Now yeah, that are say that. Yeah. you're marking that race. Um, you know, I, I've actually had to, I learn a lot of these cause I don't follow a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, I'm getting introduced to multiple time national champion two cycle drivers that I, I you know, just because that's not my not my competency that these guys are coming to race with us now. Um, and, and they're running competitively, but they're not walking away from anything. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of those guys that show up. They they go right. 
they go right to the front, but they're not, they're not winning every race. They're having to work for it. Um, they're getting beat and they're beating other guys. And it, it not only does it show the strength of, you know, the, the class structure with the engines and everything that are so, so equal. Um, but it really shows that with all the mechanics and all the tuners and everything that if you get everybody on an equal playing field and a level platform, you can have some really excellent racing. Yeah, agreed. No, no doubt about that. Now, let's jump into the program here right now. Let's uh, let's start with uh, what do you think, David? Should we start with the the Northeast program? Like uh, we talked about the growth of this series, North series. Well, South let's start series. with the South since they wrapped up already. Let's do that. Okay, yeah, let's start let's with the South that. series. Yeah. yeah. So let me let me wrap up. Uh, four South races to start the season. Uh, first week of January was the Winter Nationals. Uh, first week of February was at Finish Line Performance Karting. Uh, April thirty first to April third, Monticello, and you guys just wrapped up last weekend at Carolina Motorsports Park. The South Series wrapping things up. Of course, that was kind of the second kind of program you guys rolled in. Give us your give us your feeling on the South Series for twenty twenty three, Greg. How did things go this year? You know, I mean, South South is still growing. You know, we're getting a lot of new racers involved. Um, I think we we honestly we probably didn't get the numbers that we were hoping to. Not necessary. Some of it. Honestly, I'm going to blame the weather for some of it. We've had a horrible weather year this year so far. Um, I think of our first seven races, we've had rain at five of them. Um, and and we we went a long time dodging that bullet. I think we went a couple of years just outside of Grands, putting a rain tire on the track. Um, so uh, a lot of us are weather watchers when we're going to the racetrack. So <laughs> you know, um, that, that doesn't help. Blue, bluebird racers, right? I want the blue skies. <laughs> You know, but I mean, all the racers that we've talked to, um, they absolutely, they, they love the tracks we're going to. Um, everyone was really excited that Kershaw made the made the cut this year, um, that we were able to make that fit into the schedule. Um, everyone loves that facility. That's a place that we hope to be able to go back to again in the future. Um, you know, and, and trying to expand that South footprint a little bit. You know, when we started South, it kind of, you know, we actually got a little bit of grief for it. People are calling, well, that's not a South series. That's a Florida series because all the races were in Florida the first yep. year. But um, as we are growing that base down there uh, for people that want to race with us, we can slowly spread the geography a little bit. And, you know, that's why we're what we're trying to do is, you know, we don't want it to be a single state series. You know, there, will there always be a race in Florida? Yeah, probably. I mean, you know, let's face it. There's a ton of good four cycle carters down there. there and they yeah. deserve to have a race there. But um you know there when we went to biloxi we were getting some people from texas we were getting people from you know the oklahomas even so i mean we're, we're really pulling around there and i think that's the goal is you know to put a schedule together for next year that uh we can at least make sure there's one race in a reasonable distance for all those people that are trying to follow that series and that's tough to do man it's it, again nobody deals with this we always talk, people talk about how big karting is in europe and people don't realize that you can travel from country to country and what it takes to you know travel the 10 hours of some races here or just the, the, from the bottom of florida to the top of the florida you've gone through three countries in, in yeah. europe right travel is such a crazy thing when you're trying to organize a divisional you know there's there are again same thing with ontario right ontario is so much different because there's like four tracks or five tracks within a couple of hours much different in, in the south uh in, in the south gregor there is there another track that you guys are looking at like man i really have to go there or are you really kind of happy with what you've got so far well you know i now that you know south is more established we're probably going to do the same thing that we did with north and then start trying to you know change out two or three of the tracks yep. every year um for a couple of reasons first off we want to support the local tracks um you know when we bring the big show to a track sometimes that's a big event for them that helps those guys pay their bills for the year pay their taxes you know a lot of these tracks are family owned and yep. you know it's a tough business so we want to try to support those people just as much as we want the racers to support us um 
obviously like we talked about with the geography but the biggest thing is timing um you know especially now with us having you know all these races going on uh we don't want to spread people too thin so one of the big focuses for next year is going to try to build the schedule in such a way that you know or if people who want to race multiple divisions, if they want to do that, we, obviously we encourage that. But so it's not such a stress on on them, or quite frankly, our staff. I mean, yeah. you know, some of the tech guys here are going three, four weeks in a row without going home. They're going from track to track, and it's, wow. it's a strain on everybody. That yeah, that was my next point because you did a stretch in April. For, went to OVRP, uh, Motorsports Country Club, of Cincinnati, and then Carolina Motorsports Park. So just recently, three weekend stretch. Not to mention all the other stuff they did before that too. And then you have another one coming up Two, actually two, three week stretches coming up. You got, uh, another three weeks in June. Well, I guess if you count Canada, you know, some of the, some of the guys will go some up. Some of there the guys are going. Then, so, yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it, it, it does it help that Steve has nothing else to do. But karting? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I should say Dave Mack as well. <laughs> That's true. Dave so, Mack I, I, I guess I'll put it this way. Um, I, First off, this is what Steve asked for, and he knew that when we did it, and I know True. he's listening. Um, so we, we talked at great length about this because I, you know, very cognizant, don't want to burn any, just as much as we don't want to burn the racers out, like we can't burn Steve out. So, right. um, you know, we looked at that. We knew that this was, uh, I, I think the way he calls it is this is the most ambitious karting schedule he's seen done in a long, long, long time. Um but we don't know if it'll work until we try it. So, and that's kind of always been our model is if we think it's the right thing to do, we're going to do it. And if we're wrong, we'll adjust in the future. So, um, yep, there's a, there's a few core guys that just did that three, three week stretch. Um, I, I won't lie. I wasn't one of them, um, you know, but, um, yeah, we've got some of our staff that went to all those races and it's going to continue to go to all those races. And, um, you know, when we built the schedule, they signed up for it. That's the one thing that, you know, we the people that we knew we had to have at all these races we talked to them ahead of time and said you know can you make this work will you guys want to do this and they 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 signed up and they said yeah let's go yeah, yeah. D david hears me complain about my 28 race schedule all the time except for i'm the one that said yes to going to all these races so it's <laughs> exactly. definitely my fault um so listen let's we pause our face-to-face -face broadcast for this quick commercial break stay tuned for more here on the ekn radio network in karting, it's important to be supported by the right people. With over 40 years of experience in the sport, Trinity Karting Group has everything you need to make your program successful. We do it all, and we do it right. Trackside support and arrive and drive programs at many of karting's biggest East Coast events, full product sales and service, and professional coaching from our experienced staff. Trinity Karting Group is a full service operation based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati which gives us access to our custom-designed driver training facility. This allows us to offer private one-on-one -on -one coaching to take you to the next level. From arrive and drive and coaching programs to the parts you need, let Trinity Karting Group provide you with customer service and a racing experience second to none. Trinity Karting Group is an official Kart Republic race team, providing full trackside support at all the major USA karting events, including the Scusa Pro Tour, United States Pro Kart Series, Scusa Super Nationals 25, and other events throughout the 2022 season. TKG has in stock Cart Republic, IAMI, MG Novinko tires, and more products for those in Ohio and the Midwest region. Trinity Karting Group has a long history of the sport, a winning pedigree, and we're dedicated to driver development. We take pride in our professional approach and our positive attitude. 
Let us build a custom race program for you. Give us a call at 513-421-4463 or check us out online at trinitycardinggroup.com. If you're a carter in the Lone Star State, make the jump from the club level and race against the best in the country at the Texas Sprint Racing Series. The premier regional kart racing series in Texas will be a five-race program in 2023, featuring four different tracks located all over the state. This year's Texas Sprint Racing Series kicks off the season at the popular Speed Sports Racing Park in New Caney, Texas on March 24th to 26th. Racing Under the Lights returns in 2023 with the North Texas Cartways in Denton welcoming the series for night racing over the Memorial Day weekend on May 26 to 28. The third round of the TSRS travels to the Panhandle and the newly renamed Amarillo Kart Complex on the June 30, July 2nd weekend. A track new to the series hosts round four as Rimrock Raceway in Odessa is set to make history on August 4, 5, and 6. The series championships will be decided on the September 15th to 17th weekend as the fifth and final round brings competitors back to the challenging speed sports facility in Houston. Details on the rules and class structure for the official Supercarts USA and International Kart Federation Series can be found at TexasSprintSeries.com. Are you ready to go from carts to cars? Since 1975, the Skip Barber Racing School has taken great drivers and made them champions. Today, we're proud to welcome the next generation of winners. Make the transition from carts to cars with the Skip Barber Formula Race Series. You'll compete at the most iconic tracks in America. Race weekends include your very own equalized Formula 4 race car, a professional crew, expert instruction, video and data analysis, hospitality, and more. This is the place to fulfill your dream of becoming a champion. Sign up today by calling 866-932-1949 or visit us at skipbarber.com. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. We, we talked about Canada. We talked about North, South. We'll come back to North, but we talked about South. Already, obviously, had a great chat with, with, with Gerald about Canada and the, and the growth of that program going to three weekends this year. You guys launched the Northeast program this year. Gerald, you went down to the, the event at yeah. OVRP. Uh, Greg, your thoughts? What was the motivation getting the Northeast program started? I, I have to believe there are lots of areas that are saying, hey, we want to see KNA divisional. I, I, I'm sure you're going to hold them back, and we'll ask you about that later. But what was the, what was the, the big pull for the Northeast? You know, I mean, it was a couple things. I mean, you, you're spot on. I get couple emails a week saying, why don't you come here? Why don't yeah. you go here? Um, and, and I, you know, beyond the business side of it that we know if we do too many at some point, it's just going to stop making sense financially where, you know, you can't, people can only race so much. Um, but the biggest thing for me is if we're going to do an event and we're going to put it on, we got to be able to do it right. And the biggest thing for that is staff. Um, so finding an area that not only has racers that want us has at least a somewhat established 206 community. Um, obviously the rules usually aren't there and that's usually what we have to come in and start helping working with the local clubs to try to get their rules, some, you know, and get all that accomplished. But the biggest key is staff. Um, and from a personal standpoint, um, as you addressed earlier on, I have a full-time job, so I can't go to all these. Um, so it was truly finding not only someone to, um, coordinate the staff, but 
fill my role to a certain extent of just being the promoter, being there to not necessarily make on track decisions, but make sure all the off track stuff is handled. So um, Tony Cirillo, who's uh, been a part of karting since the beginning of time. Beginning. Um, yeah, 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 no doubt. Had really been pushing on us for a couple of years and quite frankly, a similar, somewhat similar story to Gerald. Uh, Tony was getting to the point where he was thinking about trying to do something himself just because he truly believed that there was enough people up there that wanted something more than they had. Um, and between working with Tony um, and then well as uh, actually Tim Hammond, uh, the gentleman who owns OVRP, um, we were able to put together a staff up there that could commit to the whole schedule, which for us is important. We want consistency. Um, and we actually, first time it worked out really well. Uh, we actually brought that staff in for spring, uh, spring nationals at Charlotte. So we had the full new Northeast staff working side by side with the national staff. That's going to be good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody working together. Um, and actually everybody got along really well. It's a great group of people that are running the Northeast series for us. Um, and again, great feedback. Weather was not that good between uh, rain and a forest fire. Um, never had to deal with forest fire delays before, but that was, yep, that was a new one on me, but, um, great racing. People loved the track. Tim did an excellent job with the facility and it was, it's another really cool old school four cycles track that has a lot more history than I even knew about. Yeah, it, listen, that that and that track's been owned by a lot of great people. Uh, has had some massively huge events. Again, a legendary track uh, in Cuddyback, Phil. Uh, you think about drivers that have come through there, like a Sage Karam, like I uh, say three IndyCar drivers: uh, yeah. Marco Andretti, Sage Karam, uh, Antino Ferrucci, Antino Ferrucci, Antino yeah. Ferrucci all, all coming through that. And listen, Tony Cirillo, uh, Tim Hannon, two of the best guys you're going to find, of course, in the Northeast in terms of karting. Totally passionate about the sport. Gerald, we'll come back to you quickly on this. You were there, and I and I'll say this: that group is probably a core group that you you want to try to see if they could get them to come up to maybe a couple of Canadian races, right? That's it's a good possibility of a little Can Am battle back and forth between the Northeast and Canada. That they're they're literally seven hours away, six hours away, not even that. Yeah, no, no, exactly. And then I mean, that wasn't the only reason we went there. We went there to you know to race and, and see the facility and and. Where, where it's at in, in, in the foothills of the Catskills, it's, like, beautiful. Uh, but, yes, we're hoping some of them come up. The other thing is, as Greg mentioned, we're hoping to draw from some of their staff. Uh, you know, when we need some staff, if, if we need flaggers or we need uh, – Tim has offered to, to draw from from some of his staff. So that would be really good. And hopefully in the future we can do the same for him. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that, you know, obviously you talk about bringing the guys down to the uh, to the uh, the spring nationals, Greg, and, and staffing, you know, you mentioned that's going to be one of the things you're kind of worried about. You want to burn people out. Well, as you start to develop this group of people, right, literally you're going to be able to potentially handpick, bring people in from different, different divisions to be able to help out. You're developing – kind of a really nice lineup of people that are going to be educated and understand the CKNA program. Yeah. And that's, you know, one of the long-term goals that we've looked at um, is, you know, obviously we want to build this core staff that can go to the majority of the races, um, you know, for simple cost effectiveness, we can't fly a 20 person race staff and these events. Now we are taking 20, 25 people, even to a divisional, you know, if you put all those people on planes or in their cars to drive, it gets very expensive. So we have to work with locals as well. Um, but, getting that core group and then we can actually start training some of these people because we've actually had clubs reach out to us now to ask us to help train their tech staff, help train their corner workers um, just because people appreciate the way that we've ran our events and they want to try to see that blend into their clubs. So 
I, I think that's one of the things that we'll see grow a little bit as we're able to put that core group of people and just get a little bit more strength in it is that we'll be able to give back again to the clubs and help out where we can. Yeah, people don't realize how many people it takes to put an event on. Gerald, we talked about this before we came on air. How many staff do you have for your program here for 2023? Uh, for the one in Quebec, it's 30 plus. Yeah. Right? No. It, it takes a lot of people to put it an event takes on. A, people don't, you know, somebody told me once it took 100. 120 entries to break even, and I thought to myself, eh, that's not, you know, there's somebody not doing the math right. Uh, once I did it once, I figured it out so, <laughs> real quick. So that's it. That's it. it. Uh, yeah. But, no, it, it, it takes a lot. It, it takes a lot to find the people that, you know, that can commit to that. Like, it's a big commitment. Like I said to you, you know, we don't pay enough to send their kids to college. It's they have to have kind of a love for the sport as well, and, and we try to offset their expenses and, and, and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, anybody out there that's listening that would that, like to come and help, we're always looking for people. <laughs> well, we've done Canada. We've done the South. We've done the Northeast. Greg, let's come into your your uh, your wheelhouse with the with the North program for 2023. The OG series. What's that? The OG, <laughs> the OG series. series. That's right. Here's the lineup, folks. Um but you just got things rolling, right, at uh, MCC at Cincinnati, uh, April 21st to the 23rd. We'll talk about the, the launch of the program. Uh, you are a couple of weeks away from Cart Circuit Audubon, May the 19th to the 21st. You're heading to Badger, Millwright Raceway, June 16th, 17th, and 18th. And you'll wrap it all up with a trip to Whiteland Raceway Park. And uh, all the stuff we've seen out of Whiteland, uh, the extension on the racetrack, all the garages going in, man, Andy O'Gara and Sarah Fisher have done so much to that racetrack. I'm so excited. I'm actually going to head down there on Tuesday uh, to check it out myself. But that's the lineup. Uh, let's just start out. Four different tracks, four different states. How did things go at Cincinnati for the opening round of the, of the North Series? You know, again, other than the weather, it was great. And the weather definitely held back entries. Um, it was another situation where... The weather looked great up until about 10 days before, and we've talked about it before. No one seems to register for a race until about 10 days before. Yeah. Um, so that kind of held back the numbers a little bit. And then the weather showed rain all three days for most of that time. So we had to bring in a whole bunch of extra rain tires because no one ever pre-orders their rain tires. <laughs> no. Um, we ended up actually having decent weather. Uh, we lost a little bit of practice day on Friday, and uh, the track was wet to start Saturday. Um, but other than being really, really cold, we had a great weekend of racing in um, that the facility's great. That was actually one of the first, that was the first time I'd ever even been there. And I usually try to go to a facility before we host an event. It just didn't work out. Um, those guys did an awesome job. That That's an awesome facility. It's up and coming. Yeah, uh, again, I, fantastic. Yeah. I, I love the fact it's family owned. That is their business. That is their livelihood. So they're putting their all into it. And it shows. Um, and those are the kind of groups that we like to support. But uh, no, racing was great. People were really happy to be, you know, a lot of, for a lot of people, even though we're now, what, six, seven races in for the year, uh, that was their first time on track for the year. So you, a lot of people that were really happy to get back to go-kart racing. Um, and you know, just looking forward to, you know, moving on to the next race at Autobahn. CC? Yeah. And looking at the schedule, nearly every racetrack has new pavement or recently new pavement or have recently remodeled. So it's, it's kind of a... Uh, a unique schedule in the fact that every racetrack has a, a new factor to it, especially, you know, when Badger Kart Club's, you know, 50 years old or however old, they just recently repaved that there. So all the, all the Northern division drivers get to race on smooth racetracks uh, the entire season. <laughs> That's odd for a Northern division driver because most of our it tracks is. are pretty, pretty wore out. Um, and, and you know what? That was, 
I never even realized that until you just said it. But no, you are spot on there. Um, that was not intentional, but yeah, all these tracks have had some type of recent renovation, um, which which is great. You know, it, you know, like putting money back into those tracks is what we want to do. Yeah. Uh, Greg, let's kind of pitch it at you a little bit about the expansion of some of your rules, uh, tires, tram lines, blocking. David's got some notes down here. What what have you guys done this year in terms of rule changes or evolutions on the, on the rule set? Well, you know, I I think a lot of it, I, I don't even want to call it changes. It's more clarifications. Um, you know, we'll start with the tram line deal. Um, tram lines, what we've written in there, we've been doing it that way for the last Oh, what do you got there? <laughs> David, oh. got a, Dave, David got a tram, my tram line penalty. I framed it. <laughs> you framed I framed it. it. I framed it. That is so good. Thank you, oh. Jason Burgess. Oh, it's so um, but no, so we we change we do our tram lines a little bit differently, and without going too far down the rabbit hole to waste time, you know, we require people to stay in the tram lines until they cross the start finish line. So it's when the flag goes green, that's great. You can accelerate, but you got to stay in the lines until you pass the flag man. Um, we do that for grants. You know, I it, you send 60, 70 go-karts into turn one at Newcastle and you let everybody just kind of go for broke when that flag waves. We, we've seen it at our own events and other people's events. Those first couple corners get a little difficult. So keeping everybody in in that, you know, two wide uh, formation, it, it, it eliminates a lot of the first lap carnage. And that's ultimately why we do it. Um, and just carrying that same practice through all the divisionals. If we feel it's safer at Grands, why wouldn't we do it everywhere? Yeah. Um, so that's why we do it. And we've been doing it that way for quite some time. Uh, unfortunately, at uh, MCC and I believe at, um, uh, I think it was at Charlotte, uh, people were having trouble with it. Um, didn't understand it. Not sure why. So really, the what we put into the rule book just in the last week was more just trying to clarify it and make it as simple to understand as possible. Dave, what else you got? Anything? Uh, yeah, talk a little bit about the tires because I, this is the first year I think that you said it earlier, Gerald, that you guys are using the red yeah. Vega tires. Yeah, but there's a difference. There's Canadian tires and there's U.S. tires. Is that am I correct on that? Yeah, partially. Um, so everyone's on the same Vega VH red tire. Um, the tire is the same no matter what. What's going to be different is depending on which importer brought the tire in from Italy. So you have three importers in North America. You've got TS Racing out of Florida, then two up in Canada, uh, PSL, and then uh, the guys out at Goodwood. They're all Vega distributors. Um, there are contractually with Vega, they have certain areas they can and can't sell tires. Um, trying to thread the needle with getting everybody on the same rule book, but not messing up anybody else's distributor agreements and things like that. The easiest thing that we could do um, they were all ready for their clubs up there. The Vega tires were coming with a secondary label on them. Um, just, and all that label does is designate who imported the tire. So instead of upsetting the apple cart up there for this year, what we did was we just continued on with that same deal. So the Vega red tires, depending on which one in Canada, which distributor sold it, will have a different label, uh, additional logo on it. Tires in uh, the U.S. are just going to be the same as they've always been with no additional logo. And really all that we're doing is just making sure that the tires from the U.S. don't go up to Canada and the ones from Canada don't come down to the U.S. for this first year just until we get enough tires in the pipeline um, just to make sure that everybody's not working out of the same batch of tires and everything for, to make sure consistency's there. I like that. Gerald, what about, uh, is it the same with practice tires? Can, can the guys from the U.S. come up with a set of practice tires or, or do they have to kind of run a set up there and buy some used tires for people? No, 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 no. You can, you, uh, in on-scored sessions, you can run uh, U.S. or Canadian tires okay. in either uh, e okay. e either country. 
Uh, there's no problem there. When it comes to scored, uh, you know, that's the deal. I mean, we, we, we have that one set of tires for the whole weekend. So if, you know, for the most part, you're going to probably want to set a new tires to start anyway when you got to race two days. Yes, yeah, true enough. True enough. Yeah. Uh, Greg, let's come back to you. I, 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 I know the answer to the question, but are we too far away to talk about the Grand Nationals yet? It's, it's uh, you know, it's, everybody has it. I, I've already, we've already booked the Airbnb. I've already talked to people last weekend that are already tuning up for it. Oh yeah. You know, it, everybody, it's, like you were saying earlier, it's already on people's mind that are in the two cycle world. Like yeah. again, people are already planning for, for this event. Well, and you know, well, well, first thing, off, what, what was the total last year? What, what did we hit? Oh, don't put me on the spot. I don't remember. Well, give I'll me a, come on. Cole. I'll look it up. Four, Cole, 406. What's that? 406. 406, Gerald says. David, you, you Greg, you go back uh-huh. to what you're saying. I, I apologize. Yeah. We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. The new face of competitive karting in the Pacific Northwest region is Race Lab. The full-service karting operation is located at the -the state-of-the-art Kartplex facility in Oliver, British Columbia, Canada, providing everything you need to hit the track or put yourself in a successful driver development program. Race Lab is the official North American distributor for the TB Kart chassis brand, providing the full range of models from Kid Kart to Shifter Kart. Villeneuve Racing Karts is their flagship product available only through Race Lab. The brand carries the name of Formula One champion and Indianapolis 500 winner Jacques Villeneuve with each model produced by TB Kart. Kartplex, the home of Race Lab, is situated on the grounds of the Area 27 Motorsports Park. From full arrive and drive TB Kart rentals to leagues and competition karting, the facility provides a new home to developing the future stars of motorsports all beginning at Cartplex with Race Lab. Follow Race Lab on social media on Facebook and Instagram or load up their website at www.theracelab.ca to learn more about TB Cart and Villeneuve Racing Carts. Race Lab. Race with us, win with us. There is no other brand in karting more recognized across the globe than Rotax. Race Rotax is proud to provide the platform for Rotaxians to compete across the United States, from the grassroots level all the way to the Rotax U.S. Trophy Final. The road to Bahrain begins with the U.S. Trophy Series West and East programs. The West kicks off with the opening two rounds of the PKRA facility in Arizona this March and wraps up at the Musselman Honda Circuit in Tucson on May 12th, 13th, and 14th. The East Series begins on June 16th to 18th at Pit Race and is followed by an event at New Jersey Motorsports Park on August 11th to 13th. The road to Bahrain continues with the Rotax U.S. Trophy Final, which is scheduled for September 15th to 17th at the famed Newcastle Motorsports Park in Newcastle, Indiana. Tickets to the 2023 Rotax Max Challenge Grand Finals in Bahrain on December 2nd and 9th will be presented that weekend, providing racers with the opportunity to compete at the Olympics of karting. Visit racerotax.com to learn more about each trophy series program and the trophy final event. Race Rotax, an experience like no other. Made in the USA, it's not just a statement, it's the mission at Factory Carts of America. Led by four-time Supernats champion Billy Musgrave, 
Factory Carts manufactures their frames completely in-house at the Riverside, California facility. Built and designed from the ground up specifically for the American karting market, Factory Carts brings new innovations and solutions that are long overdue. Factory Carts bring together the highest quality materials to produce a high-performance, long-lasting cart that has been designed and perfected from three years of development, with a focus for a big push across North America in 2023. No other karting manufacturer stands behind its product like Factory Carts does, providing a two-year warranty on all their frames. Do you remember when American Made meant innovative, original, stronger, faster, and just plain better? Well, American Made is back. Contact Factory Carts today to join the American Made movement. Learn more by visiting factorycarts.com or email Billy anytime at info at factorycarts.com. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. So I, I guess the first thing I want to say, and I don't know, I doubt any of them are listening, but thank you to the guys, you know, to uh, to Mark Coates, um, on all the other guys that are now scheduling around that race, and then all these other series. Um, you know, there's a lot of go-kart racing going on, um, and we have to schedule on top of each other, unfortunately. There's no way to get around it. Um, but that race is now established enough that I think everybody's given it a week or two's birth because they know that so many other people want to go to it. And we appreciate that because we, you know, we, we, we want that just to be the biggest, greatest event that we can. And we don't want to have to worry about stepping on other series toes, but um, no, how big is it going to be? I got, I don't know. Cole, what's the number? Let's 385 was, was grand national six. Okay. So 400 is the mark, obviously, but well, yeah, I mean, 400, I think is the, you know, the, the, I'm per, I'll pretty safely say we'll get there unless, if, uh, you know, unless if we have five days of rain that we're looking at. But Steve's um, already saying 500, probably. Oh, I'm sure he'll. <laughs> if he's watching, he'll put some comment in here and set a set a goal. Um, no, I, I think I think mid 400s is very feasible. Uh, truly, the trick is now going to become down to how do we how do we make sure we get everybody the laps that they need without having to wait too long. Because um, that's one thing that we kind of got to the edge of my comfort level with even this last year was, you know, how long, what's the longest a person could t- potentially have to wait between races. I loved it. Um, <laughs> because there's, because there's so many other races going on. It, it was a couple hours, but I love legends. I sat back. <laughs> I'm on at two o'clock. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's one of those things I want to be cognizant of and how, how yeah. we handle that. Cause yeah. I don't want you know, the idea of making somebody spend, potentially 11 hours out at the racetrack and only get on on track twice in that time to me just uh, that would rub me the wrong way as a racer um so it's really going to be managing the schedule and figuring out what we can do to minimize that with still getting as many racers in um i know i've actually had a few people that have reached out to me and really think we need to start capping classes um to really be able to prevent that i don't want to go there but obviously that that's an option that we have um you know running as late in the day as possible obviously helps but we can't really start much earlier than we do because uh, I think at you know 8 a.m. at Newcastle there's usually fog and you know it was a little chilly. Yeah, gets a little chilly. So and, and let's face it, we have to be uh, we have to build the schedule prepared to for it to get wet at some point because I think we're we're batting a batting a thousand there over the last three or four years. So I don't think it got too year. wet last year, did it? Yeah, but as soon as it gets wet at all, that throws your schedule out the window. Yeah. So. David, um, get, what would you have? I was going to say one one thing to point out too. You added, you've had an additional class too, because now you have the sportsmen split up into two different categories. So that adds another element to the equation. 
Um, and, you know, I think we mentioned this at the end of the event last year. What about the morning classes, afternoon classes? Very similar to what we see in two cycle racing at some of the big events there. So it's one of the things that we've been talking about a little bit. Um, I've probably got 42 different versions of the schedule on my computer right now that uh, when I can't sleep, I come down and stare at and try to think. And some of the options are that way. Um, and, and I've gotten it both ways. I have some people that said you now that are, you know, I've been to Supernats, talked to plenty of people that have. I've talked to people that love that idea. I've talked to people that absolutely despise it. So and, and let's face it, there's no way we're going to ever answer this problem and make everybody happy. Um, we've got some ideas on the table, one in particular that I really am not going to talk about because if I can't do it, I don't want to get yelled at. But um, we've got a couple ideas that I think will really help us with that. Um, but, you know, the, the main goal, obviously, we want to put as many drivers out there as we can. Um, you know, putting, putting a 500 four-cycle drivers on the track at some point, that would definitely be a, a, wow. a feather in the cap, so to speak. Yeah, 100% would be. Hey, so let's, 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 go, Dave. Sorry. Are we looking like end of August, beginning of September, where all this is going to kind of come together and you'll have everything kind of on paper and be able to to, to tell everybody about it? I don't do anything until two weeks before an event starts. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that's actually, you know, back to our staffing deal. That's yeah. one of the things that with us bringing in some of these additional people that we're trying to do, the, the goal that we're trying to do now is to have Megan Olds, uh, Chris Olds, uh, some of these other people that have been with us for quite some time and they've really become our key staff, um, getting them to take care of some of the divisional stuff, some of the day-to-day -day stuff, um, so I can start maybe shutting my email off and my phone off a couple days a week and really <laughs> trying to get this stuff done early. Because it, it's, we've been very fortunate to host that race at Newcastle as long as we have, because Mike is able to cover up for a lot of the things that I probably overlook in preparations. Um, he's been a great partner for that event and we just want to do the best we can for the racers. But yes, the, the plan would be to try to even get registration open for that race, probably seven to eight weeks ahead of the event. Um, which means registration for that will start before we're done with our divisional season. Um, but you know, as you, we've all talked about offline before, there's some other ideas and promotions and stuff that we'd like to do to try to get some, some other people involved. Um, and that's going to take time to plan and we got to work it into the schedule. So I think getting it all done early is important. Mm -hmm. uh final question i have is we talked about uh expanding into canada obviously gerald uh your, your man up north of the border we talked about northeast what's the next area for expansion for ckna what's what's the what's the lead what's the lead where, where are we thinking what's going on uh, i knew you'd ask that um <laughs> i want to know what the next place is the the honest truth is right now there is not one on the we're going to do this board okay um yeah. there are ideas um, I see, I see Texas popping Texas, in. I get that yeah. one quite a bit. Um, you know, th there are ideas and, and again, I, I don't think it, I don't think anything's off the table. The, the biggest key for us is to make sure we can do it right. So it's finding, I, I'm going to call it a strategic partner. It's finding somebody like Gerald, um, somebody like, you know, Tony and Tim, um, cause it really to do right by the racers, it takes somebody that can give it a lot of attention. Um, and if I was trying to manage, even take Canada out of the equation, if I was just trying to manage our three divisions, there's no way we'd be able to do it and not have a ton of people upset with us. We wouldn't yeah. be able to do the racers justice. So having sometimes growth um, is not the right thing to do at a time, right? Yeah. You better to fine tune what you have, perfect what you have, because you have such a good program right now. Yeah, you may want to, the thought of expansion is still there, but maybe if you just focus on what you've got, you can continue to fine tune that before you, before you expand some more. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, and I think you're you're spot on there because you know we've got somebody in each division now to run it, and really, you know, we got Brett in the south, we've got Gerald up north, uh, I guess sorry in Canada northeast, you know, we've got Tim and Tony. So I mean, that's to me, that's really the model is to get, and I want to be the support staff for those guys and really to help them build their divisions to make them as strong as possible. Um, and, and you're you're absolutely right. If it takes a year for us to really do that before we focus on something else that that's completely fine by me um if an opportunity pops up i'm an opportunist if some, if if the tea leaves line up and it's the right thing to do we'll, we'll look at it but right now we just really want to focus on what we've got and make it the best program that we can makes sense let's go back real quick here uh yeah, Gerald, uh, i got a question here from from uh robert kraut so right there if americans go meaning coming up to the ckna canada series we have to buy canadian tires uh, you don't have to buy them to practice on, yep. but for race tires, if you want to call it Canadian tires, you, you have to buy VH, VH reds and that have the Canadian logo on them, whether it be from PSL or whatever. That And that doesn't have a lot to do with us. That's pretty well has to do with Vega and the deal they have with their distributors. Makes That's, yep. you know, and, and like I said, uh, there's a couple of things, you know, when I first when it first came out, it, I wasn't really a big fan. And then I, when I was in Florida this winter and I seen some of the tire stuff that was going on, I know for a fact that our batches of tires from PSL and from Goodwood were made in the same week. So they're the same batch of tires. Okay. And, and what I don't want to see is what I seen kind of in Florida in a couple series where, well, this tire is faster than this tire. Or this tire, you know, all of a sudden the U.S. tire is better than the Canadian tire. The Canadian tire, when you go to any event that you're going to run two days, you're going to buy a set of tires most of the time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you know, so so to buy. And the other thing, when you buy from 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 the event, you're helping that event uh, pay the bills. Hey, and USF, U.S. guys, don't worry. Your, your dollar goes a long way up in Canada. Oh, yes. A dollar. <laughs> it goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah, I give you a dollar and thirty six cents for every dollar you give me. There you go. Trust me, folks. When you come north yeah. of the board, you'll be happy. Let me just yeah. throw a couple of quick things up here. Emily DeMaster says the New York staff was the best. She raced down there. Robert Fink had a great time with your series at OVRP. I love that. Here's a great one too from Graham Henkel. Greg and Gerald are true leaders and innovators in the sport, and the fantastic CKNA series is awesome. Uh, is an awesome welcoming grassroots series. Adding Gerald and the Canadian side was brilliant. Kudos. I just like to see throw a couple of those up there, guys. You're doing you're doing great work for the sport for sure, Gerald. Again, you got to be excited. Again, you saw what you liked. You've been, you've been in the four cycle part of the of, of the sport for many many years. You're a track owner, as we said. Um, you know, you've been an engine uh, engine builder. You've, you've been a team owner. To be able to get into this side, the promoting side with CKNA, you saw what you liked. I have a feeling you're going to have a lot of fun this year seeing this thing grow. No, I, I, I'm really looking forward to this year. I mean, you look, it's overwhelming. You know, you're, you're humbled. Uh, the announcer, uh, Dave Mack, mm -hmm. I used to always hear him say, you know, and he does say some things. He <laughs> says, uh, I'm honored to, to do this, you, you know, to be a part of this. And, and I always thought to myself, you know, is he real? But I understand now what he means. It, it it is an honor, and I feel honored that I can do this. And and uh, you know, we'll all go out and have fun and race. 
You know, you know, Greg, let's, let's wrap with that. You know, the cool, the cool thing is you kind of went around the horn and you talked about some of the people. You got Brett Spouty down in, 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 the, in the south. The Spouty name has been synonymous with karting for, uh, what, 60 years probably? David, am yes. I right? Probably yes. 60 years. You got Tim Hannon and Tony Cirillo. Tony's been around for a couple of decades, probably three decades calling races. You got Tim Hannon, one of the finest gentlemen in the sport, and a track owner as well. You got Gerald again. I'll vote for Gerald any day. You got to be happy with the people that you have lined up because you have associated yourself with some of the finest people that we have in the sport. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, that that is the key to making this work is, you know, finding the right people. I mean, it, this is a customer service business. I mean, truly, you know, you, we, that's what it comes down to is you got to treat people with respect. You got to make sure they have a good time and make sure they get what they paid for. And having people that understand putting the customers first is a big thing. And everybody we've been able to line ourselves up with so far, we're uh, very fortunate that they've taken, taken the journey with us because it's indeed, what it indeed. to work. Let, let's line up. Let's wrap it up with this. It wouldn't be a CK event without <laughs> Dave McIntyre, right? So the, the running joke with all of our regular national staff is that if Dave Dave loves to run around worrying that if he miss says something because when we were really small and I was race directing from the tower next to Dave Mack, anytime he'd start to say something he wasn't supposed to, I'd just smack him or shut his mic off. Um, <laughs> Can I do that with Rob? <laughs> um, that doesn't happen anymore. Now Dave's up in the tower. I'm running around usually yeah. working on some internet connection or something like that. So Dave's kind of on his own. So he's always worried he's going to get fired because he says that. <laughs> um, so to try to make him feel better now, I hope, uh, all the staff now says, well, don't worry, Dave. If he fires you, we're all quitting. That's so. Nice. I guess everybody can rest assured Dave Matt's probably not going anywhere anytime soon. I love it. That's he's retired now. This is what he's got. This is this is he's he's the CKNA voice now. That's what it is, right? It's amazing. He, he's offered to drive the 18 wheeler if we ever buy one. So there you go. Line it up. <laughs> Line it up. I love it. Craig, final words, man. Great. First of all, thank you so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, I've known you for a couple of decades and just really, really pleased with how everything's gone for you guys. Proud of what you guys have put together. Any final words you want to say to the carding community right now? You know, I, big thing for me, um, when we all go to the track, we're all there for the same reason, is to have a good time. Um, and that's something I think we go out of our way to try to foster, and we appreciate, we love it when the racing families come up and try to do the same thing. And that's, that's again, I, we all want to win. We all want to run up front, but unfortunately, we can't all win every race. Um, but making sure we are all having fun, making good memories, having, you know, memories with our families is, is really the big key thing to this. So um i i think we've done a good job at that i think our racers have done a great job at that and i just want to continue that mentality if if we can turn every race into a three four hundred card event that's great that's fine but ultimately we have to make sure that for the good of the sport and for us all having a good time together that that's the main focus is that we're having fun while we're doing it that's it a hundred percent david and i keep saying that uh, day in and day out again folks the Canada division starting off that uh carding trial revoir on june 9th 10th and 11th on up of course if you're in canada Make sure you're there. It's going to be a badass race to get things underway for the Canada Division of CNA. Uh, July 7th, 8th, and 9th, Lombardi Raceway in Ottawa, and then the legendary Goodwood in Scoville, Ontario. Just, uh, was it, is it northeast? Northwest of Toronto, Gerald? Northeast. North, northeast. Northeast. Northeast of yeah. Toronto. Uh, August 4th, 5th, and 6th. Again, an iconic racetrack. Gerald, let's wrap up with you and CKNA Canada. Any final words? You're pretty excited about getting this thing underway? Yeah, just just real excited. Thank everybody for uh, attending last year and uh, looking forward to uh, like this year. And like I always said uh, in this deal, and I say it a lot of drivers meeting is uh, 
this is my dream and uh all them guys are making my dream come true and, and uh, i'm having a lot of fun so that's awesome Drew. That's- fantastic folks as we know operation grassroots breaks 206 has been the uh, platform that really has exploded the bottom of the pyramid of racing. And I think what we're seeing at the CKNA Grand Nationals every year, and of course we'll see this year in Canada as well, is that uh, people that run that four-cycle program love to go racing. The racing is unbelievably close. We're seeing more drivers from two-cycle wanting to come into play because they're missing out the boat, right? They're missing something that's absolutely amazing. So, again, we uh, wish everybody the best of luck in CKNA and any of the divisions throughout the 2023 season. And we hope to see everybody at the Grand Nationals, of course, at Newcastle at the end of September, start of October. Thank you so much much for tuning in folks on behalf of greg gerald and david cole my name's rob howden bye for now